It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VTW Group, no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Y'all just saw the buzzer beater, man. We're going to start the show off there on a positive note because I am not very happy with this win. This is the first time I've said that in years. Typically speaking, I am always very positive after a victory. But the way the Kings crumbled once again in the fourth quarter, that made me sick to my stomach. When will the Kings learn? I don't know. That's why Vince is here to talk about it, to break it all down with me. How you feeling, brother? Good, man. I mean, we got to see our first buzzer beater of the season from the entire NBA. So I got that confirmed by uh, from Jason, the digital marketing guy over there for uh, the Kings. So yeah, it's the first game winner of the season. It was a very roller coaster ride of a game. Some goods, a lot of bads, uh, but the Kings came out with a win, and I think that's uh, that's what we got to be got to be excited about right is that the kings won they're two and two on the season this is a steal of a win right here against the <laughs> western conference champions it's crazy because i typically always feel like this i always try to see the positives out of all of the negatives because the first half was a complete negative no one can deny that and then they got their act together in the third it was a phenomenal third in previous years the third quarter has been the quarter where they just you know go go dumb and, and just lose composure of the game it was not a problem tonight they came out firing i think they went on an 8-0 run to start the third quarter buddy was firing on all cylinders but it's just that fourth quarter man and i don't know obviously i know what it is uh fox needs to be better uh, i know i did a whole breakdown on Kings fans shouldn't be worried. And again, I'm sticking to that. We should at least watch 20 games before we're either excited or worried about this team. And there are a lot of good moments in terms of their execution of their offense in the first half, which is why I believe they were ninth in offensive rating in first half. So then like 21st, 22nd in the second half. And we see, and we see why. There's no secret to it. Their offense stalls. That's been the biggest issue for me, not their defense. I think their defense has been fine besides tonight and previous games. It's just, how do you get quality shots down the stretch? I counted at least three threes in the last three minutes where Darren Fox, Tyrese, and someone else took a ill-advised shot. They settled rather than attacking the basket the way they should have. Those are the little things that I get frustrated with, especially with Darren Fox 
And me being so high on him and me believing that he could that he has a talent to be a top 10 player in his league, he needs to be that fox, that assertive fox from last season. I haven't seen it yet. Maybe the shoulder is bothering him the way I broke it down in my film session. But tonight, man, they settled too many times in the last few minutes of the game. I was so disappointed. And obviously, you you got that buddy heel turnover, right? Which a lot of people are going to point to. But at the end of the day... He kept the Kings alive in that third. And once again, his gravity has really allowed other players to flourish and to get quality shots. But when the but when the game gets tight, you need your best player, and that's De'Aaron Fox, to attack the rim and create quality shots for others. Look, man, the buddy blunders are uh, becoming a consistent thing. It's starting to become something that everyone's starting to hashtag almost. The buddy blunder could be a T-shirt, start making them. Uh, but you know, he, he played well. I mean, he's a spark plug. He's, he's exactly what he's supposed to be. He shot the ball well, uh, even though he started the game struggling and I disagree, man. The first half was rough to watch. I couldn't stand watching the Kings offense that entire first half. It's it this game. Very... Yes. This game. I'm talking about the previous three games. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, the Kings offense in the first, the first half. Right. Was yeah. It was ridiculous. awful. It was the person who has the ball get a screen for him, everyone stand in the corner, no one move. And that's been the problem with their offense, I think, in the fourth quarter. It's very predictable. Uh, I think opposing teams, all they really need to do is stay big and stay wide. And it takes away a lot of the passing lanes. So, And then you have guys like Davion Mitchell, who are already a little bit shorter than most, trying to find guys to get open. I think Davion played a pretty good game today. He wasn't, nothing really jumps off the stat sheet, but he did his job. He played pretty good defense. Again, another tough matchup for him. They threw him directly on Devin Booker. I mean, this is a rookie who's really taking on that 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 uniform of I am the best defender here on this team. Put me up against anybody. I mean, CJ McCollum, Damian Lillard, Steph Curry. Like these are big names that he's gonna have to defend. And I think he did a pretty good job. He hit a big three there in the fourth quarter. Uh, the, the biggest mistake though was, and I and I tweeted it right when it happened. It was. The foul to get Devin Booker to the line. He makes both free throws. It's a five-point game with two minutes left, and Chris Paul enters. That was a big moment for the Kings. They needed a basket, and the turnover to a Jay Crowder three, to a miss to a Jay Crowder three, then a Jay Crowder steal, which led to the game-tying basket. I mean, it, it, just, be, it just became one of those things where you're like, oh, my gosh, here we go again, a fourth-quarter mess-up. But right. really, the Kings should have been in this game in that first half. Like, they should have been, they are, should have never been in this game after that first half. Their defense kept them in it. You have to applaud them for their defense. The energy has been there. But, yeah, man, it, it really – I think the offense is really stagnant. And I kind of – I know you're not worried about it, and I'm not, I'm not necessarily worried about it yet, but it's something that I – my eyes getting closer and closer on with each game that passes is Darren Fox, man. I mean, again, another 35% from the field, seven for 20, took 20 shots today. It's not like he wasn't shooting the ball. I think that's the most shots he's taken all season already through these first four games. He settled for a lot of jump shots that, that pullback mid range jumper. That's his range. The three, he settled a lot, bailed out the, the defense. I, I'm not worried about it. Again, this guy shot 47.7% from the field last season. We just need to see him be aggressive. And, uh, yeah, it just has the shots just haven't fallen for him yet. And uh, that's something that I am worried about. But other than that, I mean, the Kings the Kings got away. And uh, the last biggest takeaway I have is Harrison Barnes is the Kings' best player right now. Yeah, 
He has been their best Harrison player the in best four player. games. It's not even debatable. Mr. Consistency, super smooth, a true professional. He finished tonight with uh, 10 of 18 from the floor. Let me put up the box score for fans to, to see it. So he finished with uh, th- 39 minutes, 10 of 18, 2 of 6 from beyond New York, 9 rebounds, 4 assists, 22 points. That is insane production from a guy that, let's be honest, should be your third best player, right? After Fox and Tyrese, but he has been your best player this season. And we got to give him kudos for that. He came out after the game and he talked about potentially this being a game that can catapult them to bigger and better things. That was the end of my tweet, uh, which I said this. The result is a win, but the process was terrible the last five minutes. You won't be able to win many games like this. Hopefully, this leads to better possessions down the stretch in future games. So we're kind of on the same page. Buddy Heald, his first thought or his first comments in the presser tonight was he's not satisfied with this win. And that's the feeling I have because they were up by 12 in the fourth. And they nearly gave up the game. He, he said, well, we gave up the game, but Harrison saved us. That is someone being super realistic. And then he also said in his comments that the team needs him to dribble less. This came out of his mouth. And this is, I'm paraphrasing, but to dribble less and just do his job. And he's happy to do it. Those are some of the comments that a lot of Buddy Heald haters have been waiting to hear. He finally says it publicly, and I don't know what else to say. Like He's been a bright spot off the bench, regardless of the blunders down the stretch. He has kept it, this team in all games. <laughs> so, yeah, man. I Do you have any thoughts on, on the comments from both HB and, and, uh, and Buddy? I mean, with HB, I, I think he just knows he's he's the leader. I mean, he's the guy on this team that's the only one I believe with real playoff experience. I mean, his guy's been to a finals. He's won a finals, right? So I mean, he knows he knows what he's talking about while he's out there. And this is a year where he gets to be the guy. And I and I and I actually disagree with you a little bit. I don't think Halliburton has to be the number two scoring option. I think Harrison Barnes is the number two scoring option. I think no, it's no, clear. The, Harrison, uh, not scoring, but just overall player. I think he should still be number two. I mean, he sets good screens. I mean, he's doing it right now. He's setting good screens. He's he's able to knock down the three with a high efficiency. He's scoring down low. He's being a strong rebounder. I get it. Halliburton's going to do the little things. He's going to be the guy that's moving without the basketball. He's the only player I, I truly see on the Kings that moves without the basketball right now. Uh, he finds guys today. He actually was looking for a shot, which was nice to see. I like seeing him being aggressive and calling his own number. Uh, that, that, that was... That I want to see him be aggressive like that more often. The mid-range jumper to get him going. That I believe he's the one who set up the game-tying shot there in the third when they were on that 8-0 run. Like Halliburton needs to stay aggressive. I like that. As far as Buddy, I mean, I feel like Buddy gets a lot of uh, conversations started. It's like a very big divide, and I don't know if it's. Yeah. And I'll be honest, I don't know if it's just like when we when we do these shows together, if it's like a, just a big talking point. But I mean, I think. Everyone just needs to know what Buddy is. Buddy is the spark plug. Buddy is the guy that's coming in, and he's the team's best shooter. He stretches the floor for everyone. Like, that is his role. He's he's not Lou Williams. He's not, 
you know, James Harden. He's not any of these players that we're expecting him to be. He's he's definitely not Bogdanovich. I think that's like another person that I keep seeing. Like, oh man, what would Bogdanovich have done? He's the three point shooting spark plug off the bench. I mean, he I believe he had what six three pointers tonight, and he started the game off like terrible. I I, I don't even know what what he shot. Seven of eleven from beyond the arc. That's what I'm saying. Like he 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 got. Hot. I believe he was zero of four. In the first half. That's what I'm saying. So he, he turned it up, and they left him open, and you saw <laughs> Coach Monty Williams get mad when they left him wide open for a three. That he was so bad. But, uh, yeah, man, it was, a, it was a good game from Buddy. I don't have anything more to say. I think I say the same thing every single time. Is Buddy is exactly who we want him to be this season. Uh, and, and the Buddy blunders definitely have to go away because it's starting to become a real thing. But, you know, it is what it is. And... and I think I, I also the last thing I think a lot of people bring up his contract is why I think he's such a polarizing option. One hundred percent. It's the but, contract. But both you and I have talked Harris. about this a thousand times in the open market. He is 18 million dollars bare minimum. Joe Harris, uh, Duncan Robinson, Tim Hardaway Jr., just to name a few guys who got these big contracts he is as good or better of a shooter than all three of those guys. Make no mistake about it. In the open market, he gets 18 mil per season without question. In Sacramento, after your best season, which what is, is when he got that contract, I hate to keep rambling about this and just having to say this every single show, he got the contract. You, you have to overpay in Sacramento. One, because you're a bad organization, you're a small market, and you got to pay a ton of taxes in the state. That is the reason why you have to overpay for super role players. Point blank, period. Point blank, period. So you're right. He is polarizing because people see $23 million attached to his name. Well, he has to be. No, Buddy Heald is a super role player. Until fans start acknowledging that, we won't get further in the conversation about how valuable Buddy Heald is. I tell you what, 32 GMs in his league understand the value Buddy Heald brings to the table. Point blank, period. All 30 head coaches in the league understand the value Buddy Heald brings. Yes, he has plenty of blunders down the stretch. He needs to work on it. He needs to watch more film and just be more composed in those moments. Okay, He has gotten better defensively. He's still mediocre defensively. I don't know how many times I have to repeat myself and people act like I don't criticize him. I criticize him all the time. I criticize him to his face and we talk about these types of things all the time. And I'm just tired of the selective hearing that people have when it comes to me either being positive or negative about Buddy. I keep it 100 with you guys all the time. I tell you his value and I tell you his weaknesses. And I tell you what, so far in four games, he has given you a chance. He has given other guys opportunities just based off of his shooting ability. That's it. Like, there is no other way of, of breaking this down. And and uh, there's a question from Benji to, to you. He said, I remember last season before Bubble Kings went crazy and was winning and, and climbing the eighth seed when Fox was injured. Um, and when Fox came back, we started losing and fell apart in the bubble. Thoughts, Vince. So he's pretty much saying, like, when they when they had Corey Joseph playing, uh, to me, that was a fluke. Like, they were going to fall back down to earth, 
and Fox didn't make them worse. Those are my thoughts. I mean, this is like I said, I don't know. I definitely don't think Fox made them worse. You, you want talent on the floor, which is I, I think ta- you always go for talent. You know what I mean? Talent's always going to be out there. That's exactly what you want to have on the floor. But I think it, that was a eyeball test, like already knowing like, OK, defenses are going to start scheming for De'Aaron Fox. And that's why I have a big thing for for De'Aaron shooting this year is obviously teams know that he's the guy. He's the franchise centerpiece. So I feel like when teams go up against them, they're looking at Fox and saying, how do we strategize? And I and I believe they know that's going to be a lot of screens because they played well. Like the Suns played good defense in that first half. That's why the Kings couldn't get their offense going. It was just a lot of stagnant the screen pull back in the mid-range screen, try and cut through, slice down. They, they're they going to dare him to shoot the basketball. And right now, he's not making anything. So, no, do I believe that it's a sign that, oh, you know, that's why they started struggling because of Fox? No, no, Fox is the motor. Fox is the reason why this Kings team will be relevant. Like, you put in a mediocre point guard there. Right. The Kings aren't doing half as much as what they're doing. Fox Corey is, Joseph. Is the, right. Fox is the talent. You know what I mean? Fox is the talent that is on the team. That's the reason why they pay him. That's the reason why he's the franchise centerpiece. He has all the talent to be there. Again, it's just the shooting, man. This is what I told you in the beginning of the year is, is he a Batman? Is he a Robin? Currently right now, I'll be honest. I, I, I've always said it. I, I never really believed he was a number one. That's why I said get more talent. Get guys like Ben Simmons. I'll bring it up. It's the thing I keep bringing up here on the show. Mm-hmm. I think you go after a guy like Ben Simmons. But, yeah, man, I— I don't think Fox is anything to answer your question. And then one last more thing on Buddy is I want to see that man move without the basketball. I want to, I want to see backs and I want to see the whole team moving without the basketball. This team's off ball movement is horrendous. There is nothing there. It's literally standing and watching the other side of the court. I swear there was like moments, mostly in the first half, but there's just moments in this game where you can see the play running and you just see players just do. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Look around. Like, looking it. at the ball. Just, mm-hmm. just waiting. Just waiting to see what was going to happen. Yeah, it was. it is what it is. I, I think Buddy's exactly what he wants to be. And to answer the guy's question, what's his name? Benji. Benji, shout out yeah. to you. Thank you for the question. Yeah, man, I don't think it's it's necessarily. Fox is the problem, but I do think defenses are now trying to see what is Fox. Are you a shooter? Are you that guy? And and defenses are ready for it. And I think that's why Fox isn't saying if he's injured or not. Like he's been asked about it. Yeah. And he's not really he's saying there's no excuse. Like he just needs to play better, which is for exactly sure. what a leader needs to do. So is him adding weight, muscle weight affecting his jump shot? 
I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Is I think it's a little bit of everything. But ultimately, I love his stance. No excuses. I need to be better as the leader of this organization. And he hasn't been better, right? If he was as good as he was last year, and even during that uh, nine-game stretch right before they shut down the NBA, they were seven and two. He was averaging roughly about 23, 24, and like nine assists, something like that. He was, play he was playing elite, and the Kings are getting Ws. He needs to find that version of himself, which is in him. <laughs> Make no mistake about it. It's just a matter of... Four games, guys. It's four games. Right. It's literally four games. And I know it's something that we all have to discuss because it's part of our jobs and fans are interested in, oh... You know, people were going crazy saying we should just trade him right now for Ben Simmons or just for anything. Fox is garbage. Fox is this. Fox is that. Hold your horses. Fox is not garbage. Fox, to me, is already at an all-star level. But for the Kings to take that next step as an organization, he needs to elevate his game and then make others around him better. That's always been the question mark around him, right? And for you and for me, is he a number one or is he a number two on a very good team? As of right now, he's a two. We always go back and forth with this. I've always been very firm that I believe he's going to end up being a one. I can't say he's a one now because they haven't made the playoffs. But I still believe that De'Aaron Fox will eventually be that number one on a very good team. He has a talent, whether it's up here and it starts to click for him with his jump shot. He has everything. It's just his jump shot. And even right now during a slump, it's not just his jump shot. It's his mentality to attack. There may be some frustrations boiling of him not getting called. So he's like, why am I going to you know, drive and get fouled? He needs to just forget about that and just have that dog mentality like John Morant. Just attack, 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 no matter what. Eventually, put the pressure on the refs for them to make the call. Do not bail out whoever the hell is guarding you, Shamit or Booker or whoever, with the three-point shot. That is not your strength. You need to attack them and put the pressure on the refs, man. Um, but that's my De'Aaron Fox ramble. I don't know if you have anything to add to that or we just move on to the next topic. They're just not really pushing the ball, and I feel like— 100%, bro. That. They— they they uh they're not pushing the ball. They're running too many half court sets. Now I get it. The half court sets were like a big issue last season because there was nothing there. And this year, I mean, they're still it's still very much one dimensional. I mean, uh, it's just nice that they have more ball handlers now, which I think makes it look a little bit more efficient. And when the ball is moving, that's when the that's when their offense looks good. But a lot of the times, these these guys want to hold into the ball. Obviously, Buddy dribbled a lot today, and I'm glad you said that in the post conference today. He did say like, hey. I dribble too much because it is something he did today uh, quite a few times, which was very headache. Like, why are you doing that? But, you know, it, they need to start moving that ball. They need to start pushing. The, the The best part about this team is they're all young and they're all quick. They can all move. You know what I mean? Even Holmes. Holmes can move up and down the floor. I felt like Holmes had a pretty quiet game today, but he played well defensively, though, when he was still in. He still makes his impact. Uh, wh whether it's big on the box score or just not even really being noticed, he had a Holmes was game. twelve points, twelve rebounds, five of eight. It was quiet, but as you said, it was very effective and efficient. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad we didn't have to do another. Oh man, here comes another foul game. But we are going to hear this. 
another center went off today. Yeah. Because Aiton had himself a day, man. Holmes 21 was 21 and 21. Holmes at 12 and 12. Yeah. Like Holmes Holmes played good defensively. Holmes Holmes is the communicator. I mean, he just he is the team's starting center. He played well. I think the Kings were very lucky that Alex Lynn came in and was an offensive power for those threes and just, you know, was able to give Holmes that relief. But Holmes was the guy. It just it just sucks to see that you're gonna hear the hate because Aiden but had such Holmes a big was game. a minus one and and that's not bad, especially after Aiden having twenty one twenty one. That shows you that he was effective in his own right. Like he could have easily been like a minus twelve, a minus thirteen. He was only a minus one. Um, so I, I I see that as a positive. But one thing before we keep talking about Holmes and something that I've been meaning to talk about, and Benji just brought it up. He said you can't have Fox play off the ball because he can't even shoot the three that good yet comfortably. I wish he was a shooter so we can start Halley at the point because Fox would be scary off the ball. He is way faster. So so two points to that. The first one, I tweeted this out. I forget when it was. I think it was in the third quarter, but there was an action where he cut and Holmes found him cutting down the middle. That needs to be a point of emphasis moving forward. If De'Aaron Fox really sits down, watches the film, and starts to add that to his game as an off-ball cutter, holy smokes, there is nobody in the league that can stay in front of him off the ball with that type of speed. And even down the stretch in that uh, foul where they had a foul to give, you saw that I mean, Luke is like one of the best with his um, after, uh, you know, uh, ATOs, right? And yeah. you saw the speed, how he cut, and he just blew by him. And if you add that, you implement that into his game, like if, and this needs to come out of him because that requires energy. That that requires a lot of effort, right? Like the Jimmy Butlers, who was arguably the best cutter in basketball. But if he can add that to his game, that will give him a lot of opportunities, just like how they use Booker. They bring him down. From the from from the baseline, they crawl him onto the free throw line, and then they just let him go to work one on one in the mid range, in the high post. Those are more sets that I want Fox to be in. We saw that it, it could potentially work, especially if Rashawn Holmes oh, continues my. to see that. Go ahead. You want to see Fox in a curl from the baseline to the mid range pop, like Buddy, like 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 Devin Booker. He's not yeah, ready for that. He's not ready. Oh. He can't even. There's no way his catch and shoot right now is. It's horrendous, and I get that his mid range is fine, but you know when he gets his mid range pretty look, good. Yeah, his, his mid range has been fine. Right, it, so you just, put him when, in a triple threat possession. Screen, he's going to drive, but with Fox's mindset, we've seen it countless times during his entire career, not just these four games. When he sees the lane, he's going to attack it. If you do that curl play where he comes, that's what happens with Devin Booker. Devin Booker is a shooter. That's why he's always going to shoot. Fox is going to look to drive, and he's not getting the foul call. So if you're it's just he either needs to get calls or he needs to be a shooter. But you need to put him in that position to either do it or not do it. Like that's what I mean by put your players in the best positions to succeed. Whether or not he gets that foul, I don't know, Vince. But to me, he needs to be put in that position because he actually is a good free throw. Oh, sorry, uh, uh, a mid-range shooter. And if you put him in that position with the live dribble, I think you're at his mercy as opposed to. Waiting for him to get the ball at the three-point line, which then gives the defense more time to load up and then step in for you know for the help, as opposed to getting the ball and that uh, free throw line extended. I think that's something that they should try, bro. Real talk. I think it's they need to stop only running plays for him to move downhill from the center of the court. 
So exactly. Like right. Above the free right. I so think you they, put him like I at think, that side. I, of still, the- I still think it needs to be a three, though. I think he needs to be able to still work downhill. I don't think he, his ability to change speeds on all three levels is what makes him so effective at the drive. So if you're going to try and put him on a pin down curl to where he's going to have to be a mid range shooter, he has to show that he can hit catch and shoot shots regardless. And he hasn't been able to do that. So if I'm running that play, I'm, I'm running it for him to start at the left corner of the three so then he can either shoot the three which is what we need him to do anyways or have the ability to have more room to run downhill and either hit that mid-range jump because they're behind on the screen or obviously drive to the basket i don't want his first instinct to be a mid-range jump shot off those curls because he's not an effective shooter enough for me to believe that a mid-range shot from De'Aaron fox is a good shot where like if devin booker's taking a mid-range shot that's a great shot for me. I'm okay with that for him coming off a curl. You know what I'm saying? I want Fox to be able to either change speeds because he can do it from all three levels, or I, if he's taking a jump shot, I want it to be at the three-point line because that's going to be the next evolution of Fox's game. But set. Fox and, and then Buddha brings up a great point. They need to be set shots, bro. Whenever he pulls up for the three is when I have yet to see him make a shot this year. Like When Fox is set, his mechanics are flawless. And that is just a better way. So, again, playing them off the ball, doing these little intricacies to set them up to be in better positions, and then allowing Tyrese Halliburton to be your lead guard. Putting Fox in more of a scorer role, I get it. Like, you want Fox to push the ball. But that's been as big as, to me, the biggest thing this year. It's not a struggle. It's He's not pushing the ball the way he was. He's not being the Lamborghini that he should be. And I talked about that in my film dressing, which you guys can go and watch after this. But he needs to change that, Vince. He needs to go back to what works. What makes him special is playing in transition, being the first or second best player in transition in the NBA. To me, it's always been Giannis and De'Aaron. And as of late, he hasn't pushed the ball the way he should. Well, you're saying saying that the best pushers in basketball are Giannis and De'Aaron? Like, in transition, I don't fear anybody more than those two players to me. You don't fear Ja in transition? I fear Ja, but I I, I still have you Fox fear, you don't, better. You don't fear Simmons in transition? I think Fox and Giannis are the two best. I mean, I mean that's your opinion. I'm not going to disagree yeah. with you. I mean, that's, I'm just saying I, there's, there's a lot of players that I would be more fearful of in transition. Than De'Aaron Fox? If, if you're considering – if you're saying Giannis is number one, he's not necessarily the fastest, but he is the strongest and he's crafty. If you're going on just speed alone, Ja Morant scares me more because he can do a lot of things with that basketball. I think his handle has proven to be better than Fox's, and his finishing around the rim has been incredible this year. I mean, Ja Morant, I'm more scared of him in transition than I am of De'Aaron Fox right now. Like, I'm not trying to hate on De'Aaron Fox. Like, I, I feel like it's coming off as if I'm yeah. I'm hating on De'Aaron Fox no, right now. You just love but, Ja Morant, which is fine. No, I don't. I, I don't. I mean, I do like Ja, ja Morant, but I think De'Aaron Fox and him could be on the same level. I had expectations of exactly what Ja's doing is what the Kings are hoping De'Aaron Fox gets to at some point. He's taking the shots. Shots have been there. They're just not dropping. Like I said, that's why I'm not worried about Fox's shooting yet. I don't care that he's shooting 35, 27, you know, 40% in all these games because you know who else I'm not worried about is Damian Lillard. And this guy just shot four of like 25 today. You know what I mean? Like when they he, win or lose a game. Got, they won today by like 20 points. But I'm just saying like, I'm not, I'm not worried about Fox's scoring right now. I, I just don't worry about it. And I really hope that he does take that next step. All I'm saying is, is 
help him a little bit, set him up on certain situations where it's not just, oh, at the top where the whole team, like, yeah, it gives Fox more room to work because he can go left and right. But if he already knows he's going one direction, which is downhill, put him in the corner so he doesn't have a full team behind him. He needs to find ways to get help from the other guys. And, yeah, I, I definitely think a screen to get him on a catch and shoot on the corner shots would be that would be great to see. Or even if he ran baseline to get open on the side and you can have Halliburton dribble left and give him a wraparound pass to hit him in those corner threes, which is the shortest three on the NBA court to get him is like his strength up. It's all, it's all about confidence, right? Shooters got to shoot that thing. Like, right. Let him shoot that ball. Right. And I want to bring up another uh, topic before I do uh all the people watching this, please like, share, and subscribe for more content like this. If you guys want daily coverage, we have your back here on the Basketball Zone YouTube channel. We cover the NBA as well. If you like other teams, lately we've been focusing on the Raptors and the Rockets. Uh, we'll start watch. I'm going to start watching some Cavs basketball because I'm intrigued with three seven footers playing right with Laurie Market and uh, Evan Mobley and Allen. Which is they're fascinating. Fun, it's it's fascinating. I haven't watched it's one game, but one? I'm gonna no. do it. But I'm gonna do a film session on Evan Mobley because I'm a big Scotty Barnes fan, and then we posted a video which is doing re relatively well right now. There's a lot of Cavs fan, a lot of Raptors fans going back and forth. Who would you rather take? Um, to me, it's close, but I would rather take Scotty because of his versatility. And my philosophy will always be: I rather take a versatile wing than a versatile big man. I'm not knocking Evan. I think Evan is a spectacular player. It's spectacular class. But the three best defenders is Davion, Evan, and Scotty Barnes. Like all three of those guys are already damn near great defensively, right? Like they they hardly have weaknesses defensively. But we talked about that. And the more I hear about Evan Mobley, the more I want to talk about him. Um, but yeah, if if you guys want, you guys, if you guys are interested in videos like that, make sure you guys catch it tomorrow uh, when I break it down. But another topic that I've seen is Mo Harkless with 25 minutes, Terrence Davis with 11, and some fans. Again, fans will always complain about everything. It's just the way it is, especially when you've lost for 15 straight years. But they keep complaining, saying, "Well, these guys aren't playing well." From a box score perspective, why hasn't Bagley played? And he has a lot of support and he has a lot of negativity. Like it, it's either you like him or you don't like it. I don't think there's anything in between with Marvin Bagley. So my question to you is kind of, can you answer that? Like, can you please tell people why he's not playing? I I didn't know that's where this question was going, to be honest with you. I didn't know we were going to go. These players are playing bad. Where's Bagley? Right. Um, no, you see it I, all over social media. I mean, I'm on social media. I still don't. I, just, I mean, maybe it's on Facebook. I don't. Go it's on. on it's on the Facebook groups for sure. I, 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 I go on Facebook just to post my shows. By the way, the Kings Court, check it out. We just had James Ham on. It was a great show. Uh, but yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't really see the reason why we play Bagley at all. At all. It, it's. I don't know about like at all. I mean, certain situations will call for it. Maybe it would be nice to see him. I mean, I don't know. Alex Lynn played good today. It'll just be uh, depending Tristan on who Thompson the didn't play today. Like, why would Bagley play over Tristan Thompson? I was actually, I really thought that they were going to play Tristan Thompson to go up against JaVale McGee. And it looks mm. like they're just going back and forth between yep. the two, just whoever, whoever is really catching hot. 
I mean, there's going to be minutes. There's going to be a time where Bagley's going to get 20 minutes, guys. It's just more about the patience. I want to see Metu for 20 minutes instead of Bagley. I'll be honest with you. I'd rather see Metu. But Mo is. Mo Harkless brings exactly what he brought today, which is be a defender and grab a ton of rebounds. I thought he grabbed a decent. How many, how many rebounds did he grab today, Leo? He had three rebounds. So, I mean. I mean, I, got, I thought he he's a backup five, four. Yeah. Bro. He, he, he's a backup wing. That's what you need on a team. He's not a he's starter. A starting wing. He, right, right. On this team, he's a starting wing, wing which is why they got to go get Ben Simmons. But that's neither here nor there. But I'm just saying he is who he is. And unfortunately, this team doesn't have the best talent to not start him, right? Like they have, they're forced to start him. Yeah. I mean, with the Terrence Davis thing, I mean, Terrence Davis is the is the this is gonna sound so mean Terrence Davis is the is like the Walmart version of Buddy Hill or is like the goodwill version of Buddy Hill. Like mm-hmm. you got him at a pretty reasonable discount. You found him in a trade from Toronto and he came out shooting that ball. So everybody I think had like, oh man, he's gonna be and I even think during the preseason he was shooting that thing pretty well. It's just now he's not hitting shots. Those shots will fall guys. Like like I said, shooters gotta shoot um the the ball the ball is gonna go in the hole at some point for Terrence Davis. We're gonna see the Terrence Davis game. I'll, I'll be perfectly honest with you. I play Fanduel, uh, and <laughs> he's always my value play when it comes to these late night games. When the Kings play late night, he's thirty six hundred dollars, and I know he's going to be a factor in one of these games. He's gonna exceed value, and I take the risk on that. You know what I mean? So with who? With Terrence Davis, I think Terrence Davis, he's he's just a shooter. He's he's the he's the he's the cheaper version of Buddy Hill. Yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna disagree with that. Uh, I know a lot of people, and whenever he has a good game, he's like, oh, he needs to play over Buddy Hill. He's the best version of Buddy. And I'm like, dude, calm down. The reason why he had a great game against the Lakers was because of Buddy Hill. Because the Lakers were like, nah, you ain't gonna shoot the ball. So who was open? Terrence Davis was and that's the game that comes to mind as of late and he had other good games in the preseason for sure but I was there live and when I saw it I was like I already know people are going to destroy buddy because Terrence had a great game but like you said like Terrence is that third guard that comes off your bench that fourth guard on a good team I don't think he's improved his shooting that much in terms of like I'm confident in him Teams will live with Terrence. Like, t- teams won't hard hedge Terrence the way they hard hedge Buddy. Make no mistake about that. Like, they'll be okay with him shooting some shots because, yes, he can get hot. Like, he's a microwave score. I've said that a thousand times, but it's hit or miss with him. And as of late, he has struggled a lot today. 0 7 from the field and 0 4. He's going to chuck him up, which is what I love about him. Like, he don't give a damn. He's, he's going to shoot that ball. Which is what he does. He has that Jordan Clarkson mentality. So does Buddy Hield. If if they see an opportunity, they go and take it. Um, so that's, that's my job. take they're, on they're him. Spark plugs. They're spark plugs. They're both spark right. plugs. I mean, Buddy Hield is a Buddy Hield is a better spark plug. Obviously, yes. he's that he's that he's that one you actually want to go get for your nice car. I mean, Buddy's a really good player, but just Terrence Davis yeah. can get hot at any time. For you sure. I mean, like he he's just that shooter. Um, and I th- I also like how much he hustles to grab a rebound. He's a little crazy about it, but he, he does get that too. Like I-, I would say he's a better defender, but he is a better he's defender. also like you said, 
sometimes a reckless defender. He likes to bite on a lot of things. He's kind of but off balance at you times. Mind that, though? As a ben- as a bench wing that's just purely in there to stretch yeah. the floor and so like you kind of want that, right? You kind of want someone that doesn't really care if they're racking up fouls because like that aggressiveness, like if they're not Could getting lead, called yeah. that night, it it's gonna lead to something else. It's gonna lead to something positive. You know what I mean? Like he got a steal, I believe, in this game that led to a transition b- right, basket. Right. You know, so I mean, you kind of or want it can that cost from, you a basket. <laughs> Or it can cost you a couple. Yeah. Of I'm not. I'm not really worried about Davis. Davis is is the player right. that I think the Kings definitely still need. I want to see a lineup though where. I mean, it's not even. I want to see a lineup because he did do it. Like I, I don't feel like they should go away from Terrence Davis as a starter at 100. Because I don't know what Mo. I don't trust Mo Harkless as a shooter and as a defender. He's kind of just been average, and if you're just gonna have an average defender. Why not go the Harkless or why not go the Davis route? Because you already have the shooting off the bench when you bring in Buddy. But I guess you kind of want more with Davion. I mean, I, I you'd have to play with it a little bit, but I think they should definitely keep playing so, with that starting. Right so now. what you're saying Maybe you is try to go conventional though. So I wouldn't even try to take go conventional. So what you're saying is we have a huge hole uh, at the wing position, right? Which is what we've seen. People are saying Lewis King. Uh, I don't think he's ready yet. He might like I. I don't know. But again, we're talking about Terrence Davis, Maurice Harkless, Lewis King. They're all bench players on good teams. Like we're not talking about starting level players, which is why Vince and I are very uh, pro Ben Simmons, very pro go out and get a wing. It's probably not going to happen until the deadline. Uh, you have to roll with what you have, or if someone gets cut, that you could see value in. But if in that case, just go with Lewis King at that point. But there really isn't. It's it's just hard. Like you just got to roll with what you got right now. Hope for the best. And as you said, we haven't seen enough of Tyrese Mitchell and Fox on the court. I don't know what the minutes are. I have to check. I think we've, coming into this game, it was less than like five minutes. I think. So they, they so they haven't played a ton, and that's the lineup that a lot of people want to watch. Hey, bro, I would I would uh, I would bring back Kent Bazemore, bro. I'd offer like Mo Harkless and Terrence Davis for Kent Bazemore. I think he'd be I a hate good start. Like I like Bazemore. Hate's bro. the wrong I word. I I'm not like uh, I don't know. He's he's I little. Mean, he's super streaky. Like he's a worse shooter than than both of those guys to me. Uh. Look, so I had a. Uh, I'm gonna change the subject now because obviously wings is gonna be an issue. We already know that. We gotta just we we gotta just hope one of those guys get hot or they can run that small five ball uh five guy small ball lineup. I had James on the show, James Ham on the show the other day, and he right. told me the trade that he would want to see for Ben Simmons is a uh, Buddy Heald and three pick swaps. That's it. Or three future first and the fourth being a pick swap. That's it? I mean, probably, obviously, you have to add in Bagley. But, like, yeah, that would be it. Buddy, Bagley, and... Well, that's a dream. Like, that's a dream trade for the Kings. And I think that ta- that offer's on the table. But, but yeah, you know, I'm saying, like, how Daryl hasn't but, taken that. Yeah, no, obviously. The, I mean, that's a that's a, that's a big... That's a big package if you consider the fact that the Kings have been, been in a 15-year drought. You know what I mean? Like, that's a lot of picks. And in if you get the fourth year where Ben Simmons is, like, gone, 
I mean, that could be a very valuable pick right there in about four years. So I don't know. I thought that was really interesting. I still I don't think you're thinking that deep, I, I or that 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 far away in in length of time. I think you have to win now. Ben Simmons is a top twenty five player in my opinion. So you have to go and get him. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, like, for yeah. the Sixers, why they would take it is for that reason. I mean, I, I don't know. I think, I think the biggest thing is too, and this probably also harps onto like a lot of the Bagley questions. Is Bagley's value could, it can obviously go up, but it could still go down. Like, what if this guy starts getting 15, 20 minutes, and he just really doesn't fit the offense, and he starts looking bad, and the defensive you know, deficiencies start becoming very glaring because teams know, like, they did it against Utah. Jordan Clarkson and them ran a play to attack him. That was the goal, was to get Bagley. They were hunting so Bagley they, every time. So, I mean, that could also hurt his value, which is probably why you're not seeing a trade because he's he's a trading contract right now. You know, right. so I'm very interested to see what they're going to do with Bagley, whether it's trade him or what happens at the end of the year. If he's going to, was he have a player option to opt in? Shoo, that's an interesting, interesting situation. I'm not, I, I actually like Bagley. I think Bagley could be something, just obviously it's not going to be on this team. I just don't think he fits this team anymore. I think he needs to be, a, I think he'd be great in OKC. Put him in OKC. Yeah, I, he, he'd be good coming out the bench for any team. But it's until he realizes and accepts it and acknowledges that he is a bench player who needs to work on his game, develop a right hand for once. Uh, it's been three years and a half. You gotta develop. You gotta develop a lot of things. Your IQ has to get better, and until those things get better, just like Rashawn Holmes. Rashawn Holmes was a journeyman. Now he got paid. Now he's a starting center in the NBA. Just because you were the number two pick, hey, hey, boy. Uh, Everybody's good at this level. Everybody is. So you need to work yourself up, humble yourself, and just work hard. You have the talent. Nobody will ever deny that. Bagley has a talent, as do many. So until he just, you know, straps up his his damn belt, man, uh, we're going to keep seeing this guy who is, you know, at times a diva. And maybe not him because a lot of the noise is coming from his camp, but he can easily put a stop to it as well. And he just hasn't. And we can go on and on and on about that. I did a full deep dive on it on the podcast because, I mean, it's 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 such a big situation. And we when I did the podcast last week, it was like they only did two games. So now we're two games past that now. So, again, guys, I'm not trying to support, like, promote myself so much today. Leo. Promote it, bro. Yeah. Promote that shit. Yeah, but you guys go check out the King Sports Spotify. Anywhere you guys get podcasts, check it out. Sponsored by RateCrushers.com. Uh, we had James Ham on. I think we're going to have Jason Anderson on here soon as well. We had Katie Hunter on. Like We get great guests, or I, I should say I get great guests, and uh, Leo will probably be on there soon as well. I just like talking Kings basketball. I'm going to have the Kings Week segment coming back where I break down the future schedule of the Kings and have other beat writers on. So the show is a lot of fun. Again, guys, check it out. Me and James dived into the whole entire Ben Ben Simmons trade. We got into the Bagley situation, player role, minutes, and things like that. So it's a good listen, guys, but yeah, I won't promote so, it anymore. <laughs> so besides that conversation that you had about that potential trade, what was the biggest takeaway from that episode? The biggest takeaway from that episode? Uh, I think I think it's just that the Kings are still moving in a positive direction. I mean, they are still 2-2 two and two at the time. I mean, what they were 1-1 one and one at the time. Yeah. 
because during the first two games, they beat the Blazers and then they lost to the Jazz. Uh, Davion Mitchell was a positive, you know what I mean? But it's, I think the biggest thing takeaway from it was, yeah, the Kings are moving in a positive direction. It's just time for them to take that next step. We all want to see the Kings get out of this 15-year drought. And I think everyone is just trying to put the pieces together and figure out what is this? What is this puzzle that we have? And it's been a 15-year puzzle, and it seems like we finally are seeing the Kings have building blocks. And that's what I talked about on the show as well. It's like, the team needs to go after a guy like Ben Simmons because it's another building block. All these other role players, they're role players. Like they would be role players on other teams. You need to know what you're building with. And I think that the team actually has like building pieces and cornerstone pieces, which is why getting a guy like a Ben Simmons brings in another corner piece. You can say it takes away death. It could take away this, but you, there's another offseason. It's not like he's gone in one year. You can start reframing your roster around your core guys and, that, that's just me. Again, I could be I can be completely off base with it. But like, again, the, if you're asking me the biggest takeaway, I think yeah. the biggest takeaway was the Kings are moving in the positive direction. And, uh, you know, we're, we're hopefully going to see this team uh, exceed their 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 Vegas odds of uh, of of 38 wins. Yeah, at worst, they get 38 wins and you get a push. But we're taking calls now. I just put the link in the guest. So within the next five minutes, if we don't get a call, we will end the show. Uh, just click on that link. It's a guest.ecam live link. You guys can essentially video chat with us on the screen. Uh, I'll pull you guys up and we'll have a quick conversation trying to get as many people in here as possible before we do. Uh, Sam says, uh big love glad we didn't lose tonight i think we're all glad bro because this would have been one of the worst losses in a long time just because of the adversity that they've gone through in the last two previous games leading up to a game where they were up by 12 in the fourth and if you just gave it up the way you did by essentially settling for jump shots when you know that is your biggest weakness for guys like tyrese and guys like De'Aaron fox for you just to shoot some crazy three-point shots and to not even attack the basket, I was infuriated with that. And I'm not even going to lie to you, man. Um, I know... All right, Benji is talk Benji's coming in. Let me see. Give me a sec. Add him to the right. Oh, never mind. Uh, left. Calling, guys. We'll talk. Talk some sports. I got nothing but time here. Let me see. All right, Benji. When are we gotta talk about the Kings. We gotta talk about the entire Benji. NBA. Can you I'm hear us? Just... Yep, I can hear y'all. Can you hear me? Hello. Yes, sir. Yep, see yep. You twice. In the video. Oh, I might be changing now. Let me see. Hello? Are you on the screen? Add to uh, the yeah. right. No, add to the. Oh, a sign. Oh, okay. Shout out to my boy, Zach Noble. I think he's on Twitter right now. Him and I be going back and forth on these bets. Yo, bro. What's up, man? Then me, bro. <laughs> Baller's uh, Life Podcast. Go check his stuff out, man. He gets some great guests on his show, but yo, it's payout season, baby. <laughs> Hello? Yeah, go ahead, bro. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, nah, I was just want, like, wanted to ask... Uh... So, like, what do you think about Luke, though? Like, Luke Walton. Like, can't, do you think 
Like I, I don't know if I you know like this, but we can't hear him talking. I can. I, I can. I can. I, I can. Okay. See, this is an issue that I see with Ecamm is like, why can't the Skype guest listen to the the interview mode person? But the so so the, oh so you are on the screen, bro. It's just this is that you're you're like super dark, right? Yeah, there you are. There he is. Okay, yeah, I'm saw, like, <laughs> I'm like, no, it looks it looks dark, but you're on the screen. My bad. Uh, I, I've been tripping the last like yeah, 20 yeah, seconds. Yeah. Okay, so your your question yeah, yeah, is, just... the question is, what do I think about Luke? Yeah, like I, I feel like we need to fire him, bro. What do you think about that? Okay, so Benji thinks because uh, I don't want him Kings... to ruin another season for us. Right, so Benji thinks that the Kings should fire him. Vince, your thoughts on that? Fire Luke? Yeah. Yeah, man. Because I would never say someone like... should get fired. I'm not. I'm not really big on announcing <laughs> people should lose their jobs. I'm all about people working. Uh, but <laughs> no, I mean I'm not big on his offense. Uh, the defense has improved. That's a big step forward. Last year we were complaining about how the defense was horrible. I believe it was ranked dead last. It was absolutely. The worst thing you could have seen was the Kings playing defense all on on an NBA game. It was the worst thing you could see. Now their defense is good, but their offense just isn't there. And at some point, he's gonna run that that offense that literally was the best for them last season. And I want to see it more of it. We I think we barely I think we've only seen a total of what eight minutes with that lineup with Fox Halliburton, Buddy Barnes, and Holmes. Like mm-hmm. that was the team's best lineup. And at some point, we're gonna have to see it. I think the game that we're going to see it is probably either against the Pelicans or against Memphis, and I'm I'm excited to see that type of game. But do I say yeah. fire Luke? I mean, if you're asking me like as like, I'm, hey, do you not want to be your head coach? No, I I don't think Luke should be the head coach of the Kings. I mean, but oh uh, yeah, I'm not saying you should go fire. I'm not going to be that person. <laughs> go ahead. Benji. I mean, I feel. I mean, I feel like uh, Davion Mitchell's defense and. Uh, Terrence and Davis defense and Buddy's heroics right now is saving his job. That's the only thing right now. I feel like, cause, cause I feel like if it wasn't for, cause, cause like we got some good defensive players like right, you know, right now. So I feel like if it wasn't for them and Barnes, I don't know. I don't know where this team would be right now. You know what I mean? No, I I agree a thousand percent with you, brother. I I appreciate the the call and the love, my man. Yeah. Appreciate you. Yeah, Arthur, man, have a good one. You too. It's a great call there by Benji. Uh, let's take on somebody else. Uh, the link is in the bio. Uh, if you guys haven't got it yet. Um, yeah, again, I'm not a huge advocate either, Vince, of saying, well, let's fire somebody. But <sighs> I think it's too late for that. Like, if you bring somebody in, it would be a disaster on so many levels, unless it's like, like a Hall of Fame, even then, like it's going to take time and it's going to go through an adjustment period and new roles will have to be assigned. It's just not the time. And I understand, well, let's not waste another season. The season is young, but at the same time, the vibes are good off the court, on the court with this team. There's a togetherness about this team that even though I don't like a lot of the schematic things from Luke, I can't say let's fire him just because of all the things that I just said. There's a lot to just firing and hiring. It's not like it's a quick fix type thing. 
We saw that with George Carl a few years ago. Didn't work. We've seen it a lot. So, yeah, I, I'm not going to sit here and say, well, let's fire Luke. Like, if they, if they were going to do that, you should have done that before the season started. I mean, if I had to have a coach in mind that was out there, and I'm going to get so much hate for this. I don't care. It's true. Mike, D- Mike I D'Antoni? I, I think Mike D'Antoni would be oh, yeah. great if, here, if there bro. is a coach, is that, <laughs> and that's been my guy for years, so... Yeah, if there is a guy that can elevate this team right now, it would be Mike D'Antoni. But you guys, you guys, I think there's another thing that people need to understand is that like this is a hot seat year for Luke. Yeah, 100%. If he's here the whole year, there's he's not going to get unless something catastrophic happens or they go on like a 12 game losing streak. Mm-hmm. He's here. Uh, what's the his name is skipping my mind right now because it's getting a little late. What's the GM's name? Monty. Mon- Monty, Monty McNair. Yeah, Monty literally said in the offseason, like, this is my guy. This is our coach. He's he's tied himself to Luke Walton now. So this is the Kings head coach. I, I even believe that if the team struggled in such a big way, Monty's would be on the hot seat. So when he says that Luke is my guy, this is our coach, mm-hmm. guys, there's no firing Luke Walton. That's not happening unless something catastrophic happens because – this whole franchise is pretty much on the hot seat. Everyone yeah. in that front office is in the hot seat right now. 100%, bro. I, so, I mean, while it's all like, yes, we all have issues with what we're seeing on the court when it comes to offense now. The bright side of it is, look, they're actually playing defense now. They're hustling defensively. Yeah. Buddy's buying into his role. You have one headache a little bit with the background noise of Bagley. Internally, I mean, everything that I've been hearing is, Bagley's still going to work and he's being fine as like just a teammate, but the media noise, the outside Twitter noise, all that stuff, obviously that's carrying weight. Right. Uh, But yeah, I mean, that's just the one little headache you have to worry about. Everything else, like Luke's the guy, the team is performing a little bit better. They're two and two. They just beat the Western conference champions. Like you guys got to pump the brakes on the fire. Luke thing. We got another call in. Let me see. Join Skip. Assigned to guest one. Skip, my brother, how you doing? What's happening, y'all? What's going on? Oh, man. Right before he says something, Benji says, tell Philly to send Dave Yeager and Ben Simmons over, and I'll be the happiest man on earth. Do you agree or disagree, Skip? Hell nah. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. I do. I ain't gonna lie, but go ahead, my man. Yo, shout out to this nah, guy's man. background, bro. Look at this guy. He's fitted. He's got the King's outfit on. He's in his life. Look, he's the best. Chair. Like, uh, uh, real talk, real, real quick disclosure. Uh, Skip literally helped me out with a lot of my setups uh, in, in previous months to, you know, get my mic shit right, to get my background right. So shout out to my brother, man. For real, man. He's a good dude. I appreciate you, Leo. Always a pleasure, man. Always a pleasure. To, and I appreciate you, Vince Miracle, man. Like, I was listening to you back in the day when he was on the podcast, man, running it. It's good to see you back on here. I pray, I, even when I don't agree with your takes, I appreciate <laughs> it. And I, and I, and I appreciate the, you know, your, uh, you know, your, all of the facts that you put behind them to build your case, man. And that's what makes what y'all do here, you know, such a, such a valuable, you know, show to, you know, all the Kings fans and stuff that tune in. So I appreciate the work that y'all do. So what was your biggest takeaway from tonight, brother? 
Um, biggest takeaway from tonight, honestly, has kind of been the reoccurring theme of what I've seen. The biggest takeaway from just this season so far being, and it's just that we need Fox to be, uh, you know, like aggressive. So that way the, the rest of the team, you know, has that tone set for them to be aggressive. And within him being aggressive, I really need him to not get into the paint without a plan. Um, he's been probing, he's been getting into the paint and then he has space to either, you know, take his little elbow, which he can, you know, knock out pretty well, either get his floater up or something. And, and instead of using his space has been created from the screen or just, you know, just his craftiness, his swiftness, he's getting in there. And then the, def- the paint defender is back and then he gets closer to the paint defender. Mm-hmm. And then he's trying to like throw the ball up around them. At that point, he's too smothered to like, you know, hit the, hit the fadeaway. So, um, I mean, my, my biggest thing is right now is just Fox figuring out, you know, what, what having a plan before he attacks. Um, that That's my biggest thing because, like, the way that the rest of the team is playing, I think if that's just – if they see that he's got that identity, he's exploding, and he's confident in what he's doing, then everybody else is – you know, with their contributions that they're giving, they're going to be more confident as well. Um and, and then, of course, just, you know, just just ball movement like early on in the like in the game, not enough people are touching the ball. So not enough people are feeling the leather and then, you know, en- engaging, um, you know, when the ball is moving and when bodies are moving, defenses have to react. And that's when you have the advantage. And we're just not overall doing that enough. So that, that the main reason why our defense gets stagnant is because we never really establish a flow to begin with. We just, you know, you know, every now and then we'll put together a play you know, where we take a efficient, a reasonable, a professional NBA bucket. But other than that, it's kind of us trying to create. And um, we right. just ain't we just ain't there yet as a team. And a uh, question for you, Skip. Richard on the comment section says, trade Buddy healed quick. He needs to go. Your thoughts on that? Um, Leo, you know, from our conversations in person is, and, and especially being on here is well documented. I am not one of those people that are just like get rid of Buddy Hill just because, you know, some boneheaded plays occur here and there. Yeah. Do they do they occur at times where they hurt hurt our chances of winning? Absolutely. Does that hurt me? Absolutely. But I see the asset that Buddy Hill is when it comes to his shooting. And when he what, you know, to the to the point of the person talk about bringing Dave Yeager back, when he's used right and efficiently, right. Buddy Hill is even that much more lethal. But even when he's not being used efficiently, his talent level does not drop. He's still as talented and as prolific as a shooter. It's just the shot selection, um, you know, and it's a little more shooting off the dribble when I don't think that should be there. But um, if people are taking a closer look, I don't see how people aren't giving Buddy Hill more props for his defensive effort um, that he's been given. He's been getting into guys' bodies more. Um, you know, he's been trying more, causing more havoc. I would like to see him try to help less on the perimeter and just stick yes. to his guy but he's been making improvements and I, and and it, while still getting these buckets that are helping us stay in these games i don't see why people aren't giving him his just due and being more appreciative for the contributions buddy Hill has been given recently hey man i can't say it any better that is why skip is the best i appreciate your brother for coming on real fast spreading some love spreading some knowledge showing vince a lot of love uh oh yeah my guy. Thank, thank you so much, my man. I appreciate you as always. Let's get someone else on. Absolutely. Hey, Pleasure being want, here. Hook I'll... me up with their, your layout, man. Your layout's nice, bro. I, <laughs> I need you to hit me up and help me get that little setup. If you help Leo set up, man, you got to help me with setup. I got a 
Discord over hey. here. If I can hear you, I hear you say absolutely. So you see that Twitter handle, bro. Add me. We have to talk about, bro. That's nice. You're looking way too fresh for this camera. You're making me look bad. <laughs> hey, say less. I'm going to get at you, my man. Hey, man, that's that's great stuff there, brother. Uh, as always, such a pleasure, such a positive human being from all the interaction that we had. We still got a hoop. All three of us got a hoop. Like, Skip's a hooper too, Vin. So definitely got to all hang out downtown Sacramento, get the buddy pass going on, no pun intended. Um, but that's pretty much it, man. <laughs> hey, literally, bro, last, hey, last night I went late, like, around 9.15, I go in there with like a my Buddy Hill mentality. I'm going to shoot everything. Because, you know, on Saturday, I was super passive. I was being a little, you know what. And, uh, wow. dude, Perfect. I hit, se- I scored seven of the 12 points. I told you, Zeus, to get off my effing court, right? And I am I am on fire. I don't miss any threes. I'm attacking the rim. The next game, which is why I didn't go hoop today. Next game, dude undercuts me. I slip on top of the ball, my my foot rolls back, and it happened like in the span of two seconds, right? This shit happened Stop so fast. I hurt again. Bro, I hurt myself. I stood I I stood up, and by the grace of God, I didn't break anything. But uh I'm super sore. I iced the hell out of it. I've been stretching all day long. That's where most of my day is gone, believe it or not, which is unfortunate because I'm so busy. But Hey, I think I'll be ready for tomorrow, bro. So let's get this going. And I am crazy like that. So I'm a dummy. So ball's life. That's all I got to say. Yeah, I'll be hooping tomorrow. I am going to, what is it? Fan side, court side or something like that. Uh, I'm going to something like that. I'm going to, I'm being basketball tournament tomorrow. So basketball I'll be, I'll be tournament. Yeah, it's like a three-on-three thing. It'd be pretty cool. I, I Where? got invited. I joined somebody. And I think it's like in Folsom. I think it's like a court side in Folsom. I don't know. I don't have all the details for yeah. it, man. But I'll be there. I'm. I got. I'm probably not gonna get a ton of minutes. I'm. I have my like an add-on because someone canceled mm. on them, and I'm willing to pay. So what time is I'll that? I'll be there. Uh, eight p.m. At night. Okay. Yeah. So you I'll have to drive about thirty minutes to Folsom. Yeah, it's about a thirty-five minute drive from my house. Okay. Yeah. But it'll be well. worth it, man. I'm, I'm. I'm looking to at least throw two alley oops. That'd be nice. <laughs> I, I hope for. Two- I hope for two assists, and I hope to at least have two three-pointers. So just just that's don't the- go off talking shit because somebody will undercut you. Uh, I, I think I learned that last night. Even if you're on fire the way I was, I got to just okay. hold my – just, you know, seal my lips and uh, not get to – I don't jump enough to be undercutted, bro. Even when I'm in the, even my post game isn't elevated, bro. My, hey, hey, when we played on Saturday, though, I was giving people work in the post and on the three. I, I mean, I played. I didn't think I played my best game, but I definitely didn't play my worst game. So, well, you I, shot the ball the, like shit because I was expecting you to be on in fire. In the first game, I did. In the first game, I shot the ball like shit. The second game, I came out and I even told our teammates that I'm not gonna miss again. And I didn't miss in the second game. Hey, but and like, who hooked game. you up with those good looks, though? I did. Yeah, you got me. You got me in the two corner <laughs> shots. I got. I hit the game tying three, and I hit the game oh, winning man, three. Oh man, that's funny. You know what I mean, I had my my buddy mentality right there. Yeah, you did. My buddy hey, I, the I, ball. I keep telling you, bro, just shoot the ball. Be- beautiful jump shot. But that's going to do with y'all, man. It's been a pleasure of a night. It's always good when the kings win make no mistake about it and i don't want you guys to go well leo's negative after a win we don't get many of those i agree there aren't many wins to go around if you're a kings fan 
but it's just it's like i said it's been years since i've been negative after a win it just felt disgusting to me on a basketball level because i love the game so much that i just hated the execution down the stretch so that's why i was so upset it was like a bittersweet type moment kind of like when you play so well and you lose at the buzzer but reverse today and yeah i'm happy about the result but i'm disappointed with the process you know what i'm saying yeah it's like getting playing so well and then getting undercut bro it's not it's not fun man uh yeah no i mean today was the day that you could have been negative on this team because this team played like crap in the entire first half and the second third quarter was their best quarter but uh yeah, it was good. Uh, I did see a question in there, buddy, for Tyler Hero. Yeah, I would do that trade, I think. I don't know. That's a pretty good offer. <laughs> if it's buddy straight up for Tyler Hero, I'd think about it. Ain't nobody doing that. Like, they're keeping Tyler, Tyler Hero. Hero's nasty. <laughs> Tyler Hero's nasty, bro. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. I Like I said, I appreciate everybody. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe for everybody that's watching this and they'll watch this after. It's been a solid one hour and six minutes. I'm loving the the support, the growth. Again, I think our overall production is the best. And I obviously, I believe that in my heart, it's only gonna get better. I may be looking for a virtual producer, which is kind of like, you can log into Ecamm and have the graphics ready for us. And, you know, it just alleviates me from doing everything, bringing some B-roll on, just taking it to the next level, which it's good already. But I'm always looking to to strive to be even better. And that's the next level. So I'm going to make an announcement on Instagram. I will be looking for a virtual producer that knows how to use Ecamm Live. And I can take this show to the next level with multiple guests like myself, Vince, and other people to make it all super smooth. Like, like if you're watching it on TV. So that's that's what we're aiming for. It's, you know, like I think we have the best graphics in Sacramento without question. But it's just more of the transitions and the smoothness of things. I need to get better on the show. And when that happens, it's going to just do wonders, right? Um, and obviously, when the Kings start winning, more sponsors will want to jump on, on track because there's excitement. But again, we appreciate all the sponsors, man. Medici and, and Valley Tire, to be specific, on this show today. Shout out to them and to all the local small businesses. Make sure you keep supporting local businesses, man. Like... We need you guys to keep everybody afloat. It's super expensive to own a business in downtown Sacramento, if you don't already know. Um, so please, when you go to a game, go out and eat, spend a couple bucks, and just support, man. There's some good food, some good restaurants in, in the downtown Hardin and Doko area. Man, I got love for everybody. I got love for you, Vince. As always, my brother from another mother. We'll see you guys on the next one. Peace.